Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode number 91 of the Nomads of Fantasy. I will be your dungeon master for this evening. My name is Eric. With me on this adventure, I have Brandon. Why don't you chew on me, fuck bucket? <laughs> now, I should have done my grog voice. Uh, <laughs> I don't have one, I don't think. He's gonna talk angry. Yeah, right. you gotta, yeah, you gotta be have like the like a slight British with like a oh porky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, and we have Dave. Fox Machina, fuck shit up. There you go. <laughs> There's a good grog quote. There it is. Yeah. I just noticed that. I like we both use grog. Uh, he's got some great quotes. Man, a few uh, words. <laughs> if you don't know. This is from Vox Machina, specifically season number two of Vox Machina on Amazon Prime Video. If you have been listening with us for a while, you'll recall that we did Vox Machina season one almost a year, almost exactly a year ago. We did it on March 6th, 2022, episode 42. And that was a listener recommended episode because we didn't know anything about it. No, not at all. No, we didn't know what the show was before you know, we got that recommendation. Uh, and when season two, came, we liked season one so much, which again, go back and listen to our episode if you haven't, because uh, we that was a fun one to record. But we liked it so much that we thought, hey, once season two rolls around, we're doing that as well. Cheer so here we are. Here we are. Before we get into it, uh, Dave, you want to give us a little bit of a sneaky peek on what's on the schedule yeah. for the weeks to come? Unreleased calendar coming at you. Uh, yeah. Next week, we are going to be watching uh, the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We've had it come up a number of times on the show, but... It's usually uh, my, uh, it's my been, choice for 20 questions. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. been a while. I, I think it. you've picked it twice <laughs> before for 20 questions. Yep. But uh, that is a classic. Uh, and then after that, we're going to do a little bit of a retro games review. Take a look at some oldies, some goodies, some stuff that's on the Switch store. Anything that we want retro. Um, should be a fun one because retro games are awesome. So it's just fun to have a episode yeah. dedicated yeah. to a specific category in games, you know, mm-hmm. and just crush through some of these shorter things. And retro games just felt like a good choice for one of these kind of episodes. Yeah, we've all had games that we've missed out on that are you know people we've heard people talk about, but we just sit in the corner all shy that we haven't played it yet. So. Well, there's so many good new games coming out. It's, it's hard to go back to the old classics, you know. It's just backlog well, after after backlog. Which is why they remaster them, probably. It's mm-hmm. like, well, now it's 60 frames in 4K. Goldeneye's still sweet. Up-rezzed. Yeah, right. yeah fix the controls. Because sometimes it's really hard to go back to those old controls. Yeah, but sometimes the game is just so good and, like, honestly fun that it no ma- doesn't matter what it looks like. It's just fun, so... We'll talk about all sorts of that stuff. Uh, third week of March, we're going to be watching The Fifth Element, which I believe we've all seen, but we all kind of wanted to try to change up the change up what we were watching a little bit this month. We've been getting into a lot of artsy stuff and serious stuff, so uh, this will be a fun month. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't I have... seen The Fifth Element in I don't even know how long. Probably <laughs> since I was a kid, I twenty years since... maybe. Yeah, me probably like college. So really, yeah, probably okay, right, yeah. I've probably seen this the most recent then. Yeah, it's a it's a classic. 
Uh, and then after that, we're going to get into the cyberpunk world and go through the Edge Runners anime, probably talk about the game a bit, because Brandon, you've been playing that recently again. So I can't fucking wait for you guys to watch <laughs> well, this anime. So it's so good. So your, your comments about the anime before, and then I think my brother and other people are just like, it's really good. And then I know Dave checked out Project, was it Project Red or Project CD Red, the guys that make Witcher and yeah. cyberpunk, right? They've done an incredible job supporting their games. I gotta admit, like Witcher Three, they could have abandoned it, but they updated it. They went back and did this big patch for it, and uh, I think that's really nice. And then they had this a massive patch for Cyberpunk because it came out in a state that really wasn't representative of the hard work that they put into it. So it looks like now playing it now with all this buzz, I'm just like super excited to see. I want to watch the anime. I want to lose myself to this world. I love Blade Runner. I love that kind of cyberpunk genre. You don't really get to mm-hmm. see it much and done well. And I'm just blown away by the production of the game. So, just, Yeah, the world is so cool. You just stand there watching some old guy make noodles at a, like a little noodle stand. and I have. You, know, you get in there. Multiple times. I have. I literally will run to things like, oh, I'm going to kill this thug. Yeah. But before, let me just look down the road and... Yeah, watch somebody do something. Appreciate stupid, like, like refill the, the advertising, like the advertising on buildings and shit like that. It's all yeah. just super cool. So yeah. I'm no, excited I'm really to excited. watch the anime again and have an excuse to at least play a little bit more of the game. So I'm excited. Yeah. To talk well, there's about DLC that. too. I think probably that came out maybe since you beat it last. Well, there's a big DLC coming out relatively soon. I think I don't okay. think they've released any so far. Um, they they released some like edge runners content in there, but it wasn't really like DLC. It was just kind of like a, a little update. But okay, I'm excited. I'm excited to jump yeah. back in. It's gonna be a fun month. So follow along with us. We should have the calendar up on social shortly. So mm-hmm. feel free to play along. Speaking of social, we have no social this mm-hmm. week. So that'll give us more time to talk about Vox Machina. But if you want to follow us on social, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. Join our Discord. No, the nomads of fantasy.com slash discord to talk to us in there. Um, but that's all our plugs we got for now. Oh, go play what map? Go play what map? Go, what map game what map dot game com. com. Yeah. If you like video game maps and you like guessing games like Wordle, uh, check it out. What map game dot com. Booyah. We made it. It's not like some sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> no, we we, we created this Yep, from the ground up. So go check it out. Uh, well, that's it for Act 1. Let's get into Fox Machina Season 2, right after this. Right after this. All these tears I cry for you. You're in my cold and hopeless heart tonight. Will we ever get to fly away? I never felt so lonely. We are back with Act 2 to talk about Vox Machina Season 2. 
yeah, this this just came out uh, pretty recently. I think the last episode aired a couple weeks ago at the time of recording. This is February 23rd, 2023. The last episode is 12 episodes in total on Amazon Prime. Wrapped up on yeah February 10th, 2023. So we're only two weeks out from the season wrap-up of this uh, of this show. So fresh, new, coming in with some hot takes. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Well, we can we can lay the groundwork a little bit for people who don't even, you know, have never heard of Vox Machina, if you're listening to this, or uh, Critical Role. Um, but it's based on the first campaign that Critical Role did, their first D&D campaign. Uh, and critical Role is, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> for the layman. <laughs> for the layman. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Critical Role, they started back in 2015. Uh, doing this campaign, a group of, of voice actors all got together because they were all friends and they all liked D&D. So they're like, hey, let's get together and, and do something. And it turned into they started their own company. They do their weekly <laughs> streams on Twitch. Uh, they're still going. They're in their what? Their third campaign right now, you said, Dave? I believe so. Yeah, they're in the middle of it right now. So they're, they're still going strong. Uh, yeah, you can, I mean, if you want to find them, just search Critical Role on Twitch. Their, their entire archive, I believe, is on their YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Um, it's Weeks it's crazy. and weeks of content. Yeah. The, the long, long episodes. If you're looking for something, you know, to listen to in the background while you're working or doing whatever, just throw this on because each episode's like five hours long. Yeah. It's crazy because they're all voice actors and it just is a great fit. To go do a an adaptation, so it's like an animated Western anime style, right? Kind of yeah, animation, essentially. But it reminds me of like uh, Castlevania Netflix show yes. or something that, mm-hmm. or like totally. Invincible that animation style. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's really well done. Production production values are great. The, obviously, the voice acting is great. Well. Yep. I've actually been um, listening to the. I started the first season, so I'm I'm waiting for like show stuff to start appearing in the first season. So I don't know really how far I am. I'm only like six, seven episodes in because they are like four. I mean, hours it's so long. Time. Obviously, they had to like truncate a lot of it, yeah, and fit it into the show into into twelve episode chunks per season. So it's only like a small portion of the campaign. It's not you know, so in like season one and two, I don't know how far they're gonna take it, like. As far as, because again, this is only the first campaign. Season one and two right. are things that happened in the first campaign, and they have three campaigns. Well, it's pretty, so, like, some pretty intense shit's going on this season, too. Like, it's, yeah. From the first season to this season, like, the stakes are way higher than they were in the first season, which is cool. I don't know. I like the escalation of it. Yeah, I think, I think, I couldn't imagine if I was a fan of these guys i watched them streaming it doing this you know live stream of D players but they're all voice actors so it's like oh that's cool but then to get to the level where amazon says hey we'll 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 do an adaptation of your of your campaign dungeon and dragons like it's just so sounds so geeky the, but nowadays it's the like kickstarter got them oh is that what got them there okay and then, yeah oh that's and then, so uh, cool amazon stepped in dude that's i think so we cool. mentioned this we might mm-hmm. be retreading some of the same yeah. ground in our first episode or you know i forgot but, but it's, it's worth saying it's worth saying again yeah they 
there the original kickstarter was for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get like a single half hour animated episode out and they raised over 11 million dollars yeah. i didn't forget that <laughs> that's, that's so, so cool and the production of the show is i think incredible and season two is just as fun as the first season i just think that if i was a fan i mean like that's that's so cool like you just don't see that because everything else is more or less them like rummaging through comic books right now or like graphic novels you know and then here you have these nerdy ass people who just do voices for a living for like games and movies and shit and or cartoons and they're doing this i don't know thing from love which is just doing D because they want to do it and it's i don't know and just see it get so much love from the fans that they get their show i couldn't think of any anything else other than maybe like game of thrones where like you were reading those books knowing they were that damn good and then finally hbo graces it with like this incredible tv series off of those books you know it must be yeah like you said it must be amazing for the fans like the day one fans of critical role uh, and seeing like this campaign come to life through this amazing 800 hours show. of watching it <laughs> yeah right but wow. yeah it's it's pretty incredible yeah and it's them like it's them it's not like you know there's uh the tv version and then the movie versions like different actors and different production it's like it's those people it's the people who did the the actual the campaign who voice the characters are <laughs> the character like they know the characters they embody the characters so yeah you're getting all it is kind of great because then you listen to it and a lot of the stuff they just kind of you know you're playing D, you're kind of just making jokes and doing stuff as you go and sometimes you do make really like s- fucked up weird decisions like flying up a dragon's butt like shit like that <laughs> shit like that <laughs> right like, yeah can and will happen in D D campaign you got to think outside the box you know exactly i played a couple think outside the vox oh <laughs> no uh... oh, only get one of those and you're out <laughs> you're done <laughs> Uh, I did play a couple campaigns of D&D and like the thing I love about this is you can see the progression of the characters like through the season whether it's like tropes like um, enchanted uh, weapons that are sentient or whatever Um, right a lot of that stuff is like you know core stuff that happens in a D&D campaign or you know uh, Keyleth you know, levels up at some point and now she can become a flame demon or uh, I forget what they call them. Fire elemental yeah, or something. Along yeah. You that. see like, a lot of the DNA of the actual, you know, D and D game in the show as well. If you know, if you kind of know what you're looking for, yeah, I love it, which makes it kind of makes it cool. Felt more like a lot more D and D E to me. Um, well, there, was a I, lot less I've, jokes. I thought, but. well, there's the, yeah, there's that it's weird too. Cause maybe like, I felt like there was a ton of character development in yes. this, throughout this season as well. Because uh, they, they delve into the backstory. Because in season one, it was they did a little Percy's bit of backstory with Percy. He was kind of the main one, right, exactly. Because the villains were part of his backstory. Right. But in this season, you get you get backstories from pretty much every character. Uh, Grog, Keyleth, Vax and Vex. Uh, you get a little bit of a Scanlan, his past a little bit as well. But... <laughs> It's pretty cool that you get all these different backstories and character developments and how they kind of ended up together and ended up where they are and why they are the way they are and why they act the way they act. So I thought that was a really good choice for the season. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Scanlan, right? I thought he was kind Scanlan's of... Hand. I thought it was annoying 
in the first like <laughs> episode or two of the first season. Like I was like, I don't know about this. Like, what is this? It was just weird. I just it was just he's bizarre and perverted, but he grew on me in the first season and now going to the second season, I like I love all these characters. I'll say yeah. one thing though, and it's I guess this is like a spoiler warning. So, you know, if you haven't watched it yet, go check it out. You totally will love this show. Um, but anyways, like nobody fucking dies. And it, it, I was just like, well, of course, like these people, these actors, these characters, are, they're like, they're not going to kill off. Like, hey, sorry, um, you can't come to the stream anymore because <laughs> remember last week you like rolled that thing and you died. So you're dead. You're off the team like that's not going to happen so just knowing that yes it is based based off of these people playing Dungeons and dragons like you i just know that none of them are really going well, to die in this season the dm's job they try killing off like four right. characters over and over again but I'm like but they're not do they survive die. some shit like oh, i mean vex yeah, vex at one point is literally dead um grog is grog, impaled on a fucking stake grog's impaled and like in the Dude. in his backstory he basically died too like yeah, yeah. there's there's that but you just know that they're not gonna stay permadeath you know but that's the i mean that's the key to a good dm cheers to matt mercer like you gotta give oh, him yeah. the excitement and the the feeling of that like anything can happen but you i mm-hmm. mean like you don't want people to get sad because their character dies so you may right. you know Right. Allow some bending of the rules or something like that when you're playing to, you know, maybe allow somebody to live a little bit. But I've been I've been part of TPKs, total party kills, and that's usually like a sad end to like a D and D campaign where like you've been going along, you know all of it you know what's going on, you go into a cave and fucking everybody dies and you're just okay. done. And it's just Yeah. It's a sad moment, but you know. We'll see. I got a new. It makes new sense for something. I'm excited. It make it make totally makes sense for something like as big as Critical Role because like they're not going to kill off the characters that you love and have become attached to. Not yet. Over these they, years you know, and years. They not might yet. have season six Eventually. or whatever. And they start p- dying one yeah. by one, or they they sacrifice themselves. You know, they can have something like that. Well, I mean, I I don't know. This campaign obviously is over, so like these characters probably did die at one point. Some of them maybe did die at one point. I don't know. We don't know because we haven't, you know, followed the Critical Role campaign. Uh, all the, the original through, source, but... yeah. Right. So it's possible that some of them die at some point, and we'll see that in the show as well. So, but I don't know. So I mean, the fan, the the hardcore fans know, but it's we're in for a surprise if we ever. Yeah. Get there. Yes. Exactly. But other than that, I do love, yeah, I love the weapons. I love the world building. I mean, for a show that's called The Nomads of Fantasy, this is like perfect for us because it has everything that we love. I mean, it's got magic. It's got I humor. Love, I love the I love the villains in this villains season, are which, are, which is the Chroma Conclave, so cool. the dragons. I didn't know this. So, Dave, you're the resident um, D&D player here. Are dragons, they're solitary creatures, and that's why it's a big deal yeah, in this like season because they're, they're, they're greedy. Okay, so they just don't trust each other. They're they're loners. They're like smog, right? And Tolkien all stuff. Yeah, and they do have you know like they ice, want their hordes dragons, themselves. Poison dragons, fire dragons, all sorts of. Okay. All sorts of crazy. There are good dragons though. Like there aren't just all bad oh, dragons. Oh, okay. I, okay. I think I think some of the metallic dragons are the nice ones. The gold dragons and the silver dragons are kind. I don't know, kind, but please give us strictly more dragons. Dra- dragons, dragons, dragons. They're always. 
What are awesome? Remember, like Oblivion was huge. What a great game! Everybody loves Oblivion, and then they're like, "We're gonna make Skyrim," and the whole theme of Skyrim was Guess what? Dragon. <laughs> dragons. Dragons. And then what made Game of Thrones really cool? Fucking dragons, dude. I... Well, this I mean, this season's it pulls you in right away with the huge that dragon attack. It's like first five yeah. minutes. It's like destroy the entire city. I was not the ready whole for it. I was, of the content. I was gonna ease myself into the show. I was like, I don't know what I was doing, but I was just like kind of watching, but not. I'm like, oh, a little recap. I oh yeah, that's right. I remember this guy. I remember this king or whatever. Oh, he's retiring. And then I'm so Oh, you remember him? Well, he's dead dude, fucking five minutes later. They don't hold back. I forget how good the action in the show is. It's so well done. It's so well done. I love the designs of the dragons too, because they're like pseudo 3D in this mm-hmm. 2D yeah. animated world. Yep. Which I thought was cool. Works really well. It makes them stand out and it makes them look more threatening. All the monsters were, you know. I think all the creatures. There's a lot of so that cool. in this yeah. season too. Like, there's the, some stuff later. I don't know. Are we are we full full on spoiling this season? Yeah, man. Yeah, we did our yeah. general impressions back. Sure. Oh, yeah, let's get into it. The the Sphinx stuff. Like a lot oh, of that is oh, so, cool. so cool. It's it had that. Uh, I forget that old sh- after school show that had like 3D stuff mixed with 2D. It was like Johnny. I'm a sucker for 3D mixed cool. with 2D. Anime does that a lot too, with like 3D elements in a in a 2D mm-hmm. animated world. And for some reason, that really works for it's me. Video games right. can do, they do it do really well. well. Um, yes. Yeah. No the bo- the monsters or whatever. I don't know if they would be bosses that they had to like. I guess they had to roll to go against these. I mean, the, creatures, yeah, the, but the big bads. Yeah. yeah, they're so. Yeah, they were a highlight for sure. I loved every encounter that they had i i liked them last season though like i thought they were really good remember that dude with the tongue like that shit was crazy yeah you know like so vampire yeah vampire dudes. and uh this season not a lot down along with dragons no yeah, they, i think hard to argue they, like four of them. <laughs> yeah exactly well yeah there was i was like they kept saying it was four but i only kept seeing three like you know the Thordak, the main one, and then Umbrasil, and then the, the ice one. I forget his name. There's a green like, one. Where's the fourth one? There's a green, green one. one. And green I was, one's the poison one. Yeah, and she, that's a female one. And she, I think there's something more to her than meets the eye. I don't know if she's as invested as the others, but she's the one that definitely melted that king in the beginning when he's like, I retire. I'm not good. I'm not a good king. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, the, the animation is like the way that they portray, you know, D and D stuff like heal or Pike's healing spells and stuff like that. The acid attacks from the dragons and all sorts of mm-hmm. like the animation is slick as shit. It uh, and it gets, yeah, bru- it gets brutal gory. too. Yeah, it gets yeah. gory as hell too. The the uses of Pike is really good because you always see like Avengers, right? Okay, well, again, same thing. You know, these are like beloved characters surely none of them are gonna die anytime soon so like you get attached to them, all the stuff but they're being thrown off buildings they're being shot and like all that stuff but i do like this is the one thing that's really cool about like how well how do you keep these characters alive you know this one's got like a hole in their chest or whatever but you have a healer so i just love that she's constantly healing mm-hmm. like that's a game thing that's like something that you see in D. there's like a role that's just like I like that use it just it's a job but it, yeah. it, in that world it's more believable because it's like oh okay the Hulk could heal himself but like how can I don't know Iron Man survive that out of his suit like he he should be like in, in so much pain or something stupid like that but 
you know, like reasons unknown. They, they, they write around it so that the superhero doesn't die. But like in this, it's like, no, they would have died if it wasn't for her to heal them. And, and then she mm-hmm. uses our energy. So she can only go so far. I, I fucking love that. I just think that like that ties in that the original source so well as a viewer to the show. Um, Cause I don't know. I hate bad writing and cheesy writing and they just kind of write stuff off in the show. It, it at least makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but going back to some of the, I guess some of the character development that happens throughout the series, they all play on like each one of their insecurities, like in their past, essentially. And like, like the threads of destiny and fate that connect them is a big theme as well. Um, after we see like, you know, cause Vex or Vax, Vax I always get yeah. Vex and Vax. Vax is the, the male elf. Uh, when he gets the uh, the matron armor, you know, the matron of Raven's armor, yeah, the he's champion. kind of a, a slave to her. Yeah, he's the champion. And at the end, towards the end of the season, we see him finally accept that role. And basically, he's like guiding, you know, he can see the threads of fate. That confused me a little bit. I'm like, I didn't really understand what that was, but I was yeah. like... <laughs> the whole thing is part of leveling up too like when you hit like third or fifth level you choose a patron as a thief or something you know it might be fifth or seventh level or something like that but that is part of leveling up is you have to have oh, like, there you, you go know, you have to have a deity like uh pike has her own healing deity and there's different ones so that's this cool seems like a very roguey uh patron to have though the mm-hmm. mistress of death essentially the mistress of death uh, but yeah, like each each of their backstory. So we see Vex and Vax. Obviously, they have some some daddy issues, uh, especially Vex. You know, she feels like she can never gain the approval of her father. Even though why is that? I missed this. Like, what was their deal? Like, are they not? They're not pure bloods, or yeah, I think that was it. I don't remember exactly the. I forget exactly. Or maybe we don't was, know the rest but... of that story. We just know that they're not purebred. Uh, elves or something and the, yeah. and um we don't know the mother like she's not in the picture yeah okay. well whatever the point is the dad treated them like shit yeah. you know essentially uh and elven dads yeah, are always like that man they were like that in uh <laughs> fucking hobbit and they were kind of twats in um the lord of the rings <laughs> yep yep that's why vax is so protective over vex all the time and then Keyleth, we can see her backstory a little bit. She feels shameful that she didn't uh, complete her Aramante or whatever. You know, she's she's supposed to be training this whole time that she's away from home on this like journey of discovery, practicing all the different elements. But, you know, she gets back to her home and she's like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to control she's fire yet. Doing dumb shit. Yeah, she's out with Vox Machina. Uh, and then Grog, obviously, again, he... Everybody has like their skeletons revealed. Uh, and Grog, again, was exiled from his clan because he stood up to uh, fucking his uncle. What's that, what was that guy's name? Forgot, forgot his what, name. What, his uncle? The dude. Yeah. Kenven or something like that? Kenven? Kenven? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, so there's a whole that, that story. And then obviously Scanlan with his daughter uh, that he didn't know about. So. That was everybody's cool. everybody's got their their own little backstory you need some character uh, development to happen like you can't just be the yeah. same same bunch of assholes from season one to season whatever um yeah what was pikes i don't think, I don't think we her. really yeah we didn't i feel, feel like pikes the only one that we didn't really get too much of a 
of a backstory on it. It was kind of like she was a little girl with her great great grandpa, and then they found Grog, and then they've been together ever since. You know, so I guess Pike didn't really have much of a chance to kind of get any of those skeletons because Grog and her have been together pretty much her whole life. We figure out like she was really young when they when they found Grog and kind of took him in. Okay, so those. Was interesting. Found Grog, we'll say. Found, yeah. Well, Grog found them, <laughs> and then they uh, saved the him after he got beat to death. Yeah. yeah. Them, yeah. There's a couple other voice actors. I knew that Lance Reddick was Thordak. Um, yeah. He's a he's a great. His he's voice got that is so voice good. So good. That's yeah. super super easy to hear. I always think of Destiny too when I hear him. He's the mm-hmm. the blue guy. I don't. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> the blue um, guy. Garrus. And. Indira Indira Varma, she was in uh, Kenobi as one of the commanders. She's been in a lot of shit too, but oh, she I mean was... she's from Lord of the Rings. I mean Game of Thrones, right? Yes, there. That she's too. uh the Sand Snakes uh, mama or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. I recognized Henry Rink- Winkler right away. Oh, who was he? Oh, he was. Pop, He's the grandpa. Pop. Yeah, that looked great, like no, uh... great great uncle. No, it was Pike's great. I don't think it's her grandfather. It's her uncle, I think. Yeah, she said great great grandpa. Papa. All right. Yeah. Thought he looked like uh, the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm. The. Oh yeah, I could see that. Like he's got that the same bald head kind of look to him, like that. Sounded like like him. No, Henry Winkler. That's cool. Henry Winkler. Yep. And (laughs) Matt Mercer voices Trinket, (laughs) the bear. No, because. Yes. Because he's the one that. uh... Or that that wasn't that Cheech. Or Chong or something? Wasn't that one of, one of the dudes from Cheech or Chong? Cheech? No, it's Matt. No? Because he does some of these voices. Like, he does a lot of voices when they're playing the actual mm-hmm. uh, D&D. So for, like, uh, NPCs or, you know, any enemies or whatever that you talk to or whatever, he does a lot of those voices, which it's kind of funny to see him. Cheech Marin is the actor and comedian who provides the speaking voice of Trinket in Legend of Ma- Vox Machina Season 2. What? No, when they're all when when they're in the unless the wiki's wrong. No, no, when they're in no go to IMDb. It's um when you go to um I'm I'm on the Critical Role fandom page. When you go to the fray that that crazy world with all the plants, they start tripping, right? And oh, he does the and the oh the the voice. Okay, I'm talking about like Mercer does the fucking roars and shit. Like the bear sounds. I'm sorry, I'm sorry because he fucking did have a scene where he talked. I forgot. Okay, that makes more. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She actually that says, like, sense. "This is not how I thought you'd sound at all." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was pretty hilarious when the bear starts talking. Sid, girl. You are super fucked up. <laughs> That is not what I imagined you'd sound like. I know, right? <laughs> but, oh, Matt Mercer does voices of, like, I know his character, because he was one of the vampires that gets killed off in the first season, but, <laughs> yeah, he's voicing, like, so many characters around it. Oh, yeah. But he's, like, the so man. I mean, he's, voices. like, the DM. So, like, it's yeah. cool that he gets to <laughs> do all these. He's probably on the He's got to be in there somewhere. I'm surprised yeah. they don't put him in as, like, more NPCs or townsfolk or you know whatever random people what was the voice of the um the um when they're in the fray area wh- that creature that was falling along he, he had like an irish oh. accent he is what he's the one that plays pippin in uh lord, lord of the rings, rings. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah, you can tell by his voice. He has a very high-pitched, soft voice. Hey, Frodo! That's the same guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that you say it like that, now it makes complete sense. I couldn't get it. I knew it right away, and I'm like... And then the other Hobbit guy... um, Poppins? I forget I forget their name. Marion Pop Mary? Marion Pippin. Pippin? Okay, yeah. So Mary, the guy who played Mary, he is the voice of another character in the season too. So I thought that was really cool, but Dominic Monahan yes. plays Archibald Den Dense. Yes. So there you go. Oh Big Dom. Who are you and why are you following us? A simple wanderer who enjoys a little entertainment. You can call me Garmili. What are you reading? Oh, nothing. No reading. I I, I can't read. Uh, that's uh, oh, no. it's curious. A... Keeping notes on us, were you? No, don't open that. No. Uh, oh. No, I did not draw this. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Oh, unless you hate them. <laughs> the likenesses aren't bad. Why do I have three peni? Art is subjective. Oh, no need to be angry. But uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I don't know. I always like shows like this where like they get like other actors and I, don't know, I recognize their voice. Yeah. All the voice acting was was great. Really fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, overall, like I don't know from from a strictly fantasy perspective, it's a it's a good show. It ratcheted up. Like the season just had more of everything. There was more people being killed. There was more action. There was more emotion. I don't know if I there was the really stuff. more jokes. I don't know. It seemed, uh, more, it seemed a lot more serious this season than it Yeah, did the they did one. go into a lot of serious like backstories. The only like comic relief is like Scanlan and Grog. Uh mm-hmm. everybody else is kind of playing it straight, especially like Vex and Vax. Especially Vax. No, He's Percy all br- does broody not the whole time. Crack Percy ever. That's true. He too. Wasn't in Vex a lot at least gives you the middle was... finger. You know, she's yeah, Percy with other females and stuff like that. Percy was there, but again, he got his spot spotlight in the first season, right, so yeah. I feel like he took a backseat a little bit. Totally did. Uh, but there was also like a some hints of romances going on throughout the entire season too. Yeah. You had so you had Percy and Vex. Yep. You had Kiki or Keyleth and uh, Vax, yep. and then Scanlan and Pike yep. were starting to have a little thing too. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, I did not expect that one. How often you're gonna find another cute gnome out on adventures? Like, you it's know? true. And you could tell, like, Pike was getting jealous when he was going away with uh, Kaylee, which ended yeah. up being his daughter. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucked up. But, yeah. Yeah, that was good. So good. <laughs> uh, well, hey, I'm um, I'm Team Vex. Yeah, Vex. <laughs> Team Vex. Oh, you're, yeah. you're going I'm like, Vex for, there, for yeah. a cartoon character, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty, uh, she's pretty sexy. I like personality. <laughs> she can hold her own. And I'm always a sucker for an elf with bow and arrow, man. I just love that character. Do you like class. Uh, Laura Bailey is the one who voices her too? She, I've always liked her. So yeah, yeah, super good. Um, but yeah, all yeah, all the characters are great. Oh, I I really liked. I feel like Grogs was probably my favorite story throughout this one. The whole backstory with his stuff and really? the whole uh, his deal with Craven Edge, like the sword. Okay, the cra- the cra- yeah, that part I actually really liked. I yeah. thought that sword was like a. He's Skyrim constantly thing, having man. to feed the sword. Yeah. I love it's that. Like, I hunger. Which, didn't that didn't the DM voice that as well? Right, he voiced the sword. I think probably. I think he did. Probably, yeah. yeah, he probably did all like the side the side. Yeah, I think voices. he did. Um, I thought that was such a cool weapon yeah uh 
Yeah. So I loved all the things that happened to Grog where he meets that old timer, uh, priest or monk or whatever in that one city, mm-hmm. and uh, he beats the shit out of him, and he's just like, like, what yeah, makes you strong? And I was like, I know this is gonna pay Where's off later. Where on. does your strength come from? Yeah. And I thought that's really cool because he's really big. So like, okay, where is the strength really coming from? You know. So I like that mm-hmm. part, but I didn't, I didn't like the part where he was, uh, like slaughtering people he was like a marauder he was just wiping out innocent so used people to be. no but yeah, I, I thought that was just lame where like he's literally going around killing people does not stop and then he sees an old man and he sees a picture of him with a kid and he's just in, like there was i thought that was i needed more writing like or some kind of it was a pretty quick change it was just too quick i'm like eh. just a flashback well you do get they do that, mention like quick. hints of like he was never fully on board with everything that was going on. I think he was just looking for an excuse or an opportunity to kind of, you know, make that shift. And like when he saw that old man and he's like, Oh, you know, he has someone that he loves and cares about. And if I kill him, I take her away from or take him away from her. So he's, I think that just flipped a kind of a switch. It's also a 20 minute (laughs) long episode. And Grog's an idiot. Like if you're a barbarian, like if that's your class, like that's, you know, just low intelligence. You've done some barbarian in your previous right. past. Right. It's okay. so like Vex and Vex and Vax, like um, being street urchins that fits right in with their thief class and all that kind of stuff. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I loved all the stuff though, of him like getting his strength back and <laughs> yeah, that was, was like a, just a floppy corpse. So what happened? Gets all his strength sucked out of him. Yeah. So how did they get like start getting the strength back? They had to stick something up his ass. I was confused at that part. Well, they get med- that was some the- medicine or. That was supposed to help, but I don't think that actually really did much for him. I mean, it, it did. I because well, at first he was like he couldn't even walk. They just had to push him around in a fucking wooden cart or whatever. The song but, that went with it was really good too. <laughs> all the songs were great throughout the throughout the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Have the subtitles uh, on because there's so much action going on, but the music yeah. that is actually happening uh, is really funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Really good. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think he just, I don't know. They sh- yeah. They shoved that weird pill up his ass and slowly got his strength. Back. Okay. So it was just kind of helping him. It's just kind of like, um, eating some berries on yeah. the side. Like, all I mean, right, it helped him at, like stand up. He wasn't strong or anything, <laughs> okay. but, uh, what yeah. f- I had that happen in like in a season where the barbarian got an ax of like ogre strength or whatever. And it was cursed. And when, when you, you know, discard of it or get rid of it like your strength goes down pretty far, way down pretty far right. and you gotta, you gotta figure out some way to fix that what so so much happened in this season like so much happened there's just so much world oh, yeah. traveling so much so many backstories multiple bosses what was like let's like i'd like to hear everybody's kind of favorite battle because this was there's a lot of i know there's some downtime but there's some really sweet action but like did you guys have a favorite or a couple favorites that you want to like kind of hit on well the the sphinx battle was super good the sphinx battle was good. i like that because yeah. it was you know you had the dragon and the sphinx going back and forth for a while and i couldn't tell if they were gonna because halfway through the season you don't know if they're gonna kill the whole conclave or you know spoiler warning uh they don't 
No, they don't. That's what I was thinking yeah, too. I was, like, I was like, get, like, by the end of the season, they're gonna kill all the dragons, and I'm like, oh Ooh, shit, okay. It's a, it's a big, big. Which story makes me arc, happy so. that I know I'm getting at least another episode, another season. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh yeah, definitely. True. It's gonna be like one dragon per season <laughs> Ooh, from here on out. Please, I'm fine with that. Yeah. But no, the, well, the, I feel the like now that they've yeah. now that they've uh, popped their cherry on how to kill the dragon, they're like, all right, because they have all by the end of that's the whole the eyeball. What's leading up to the, no, I was going to say throughout the whole series or the whole season, the whole point of it was like collecting all the vestiges, which allow them mm. to kill the dragons, you know, like make them powerful enough to kill the dragons. So, so now that they have all the vestiges, I think it'll be easier for them to take down the remaining ones. Right. Oh, that's a good. Point. And then like Thordak is going to be like the final, final boss. Which that dude is big like do you see him in next to the other dragons and like there's that is a final final boss that is oh yeah some intense shit right there um how about you yeah, guys I like any the, battles I, I really like i said i loved all of grog stuff so the fight between him and kevdak was his name his uncle there with the fucking thunder gauntlets mm-hmm. uh i don't know that got me good because there was it was a lot of emotion in that fight too with Grog and like when he gets stabbed through the fucking gut. Oh, and, dude, that was you know, sad. When Pike is like reaching brutal, out, man. like this is like where they might kill a character off. Because Pike was like about fucking sad. Yeah, she's like, they were buddy. about to kill Pike. <laughs> and, yeah, and he's just like you can you can tell like the just the emotion he's screaming out, and that's where he finds you know he finds his strength. How his cool was it though? Comes from his friends. He like shatters the wood in him. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I was like, so that was cool. Fucking dope. Yeah, oh, and then the way they fucking uh, the way he kills Kevdak in the end when he goes up in the air and comes down on him with the axe and just cuts him in half. Like, oh, I love so, it. So so cool. It's so cool because everyone's fighting. Like I love. Yeah, I and love they're all working together. A group. All bouncing off each other. Yeah, and they all have totally different abilities. Like to me, that's just like. When those action scenes go down, it's it's like seeing the first Avengers movie again. It's just like, oh my god, I'm seeing all of them use their powers at the same time. <laughs> you know, it just blew yeah. my mind that I'm actually finally seeing it. Yeah. And this show is just like, every, you know, two, three of these scenes uh, an episode. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it was gonna have a well balanced party. Yeah, it's cool. They all got their like, you know, cool weapons by the end of the season. Grog's got his thunder gloves. Vex has got the bow. Scanlan's got the sword. The fucking myth carver sword, and then what is Bax with that sword? The, like you can just it can put it in place yeah, and it doesn't move or something. Well, that was that was a different sword. That was the sword that Kaylee had. Oh, that she gave to him. The other one's the that sight beyond sight sword. That one, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And then and then Vex or Vax has the the armor, the matron armor. So, but it's kind of cool that they all got their upgrades. That's also a very like gamey thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question about towards the end. They all get back and it's the last episode or whatever. And the one lady that's like the. Yeah. Like the wise old lady. She turns. She is she with the Chroma Conclave too then. I I she looked like a dragon trying to talk. to. I think the green dragon is a shapeshifter. You meet a little girl who has green eyes who like That's what I got from it was that the fourth dragon was yeah, like the shape. I have nothing to base it off of. I haven't watched like no, that would make sense, or anything so. like that. They can, but they can polymorph. 
but there's something about that one specifically um that my eye is on and that's what i took it as um i think that one Mm, will turn at the end and help them in one of the fights but yeah the the, yeah so one of the fights i actually i actually i don't know it was like one of the earlier fights it was when they had to go they had to do like the moses shit and go underwater oh that that was a sweet sweet temple i it was a very sweet temple and i liked that battle i liked how just that whole sequence was really cool and you had those two people you can't trust so i love when like you're off mm-hmm. fighting but you know there's two people with you in your party that you can't trust and they kept leaving and joining and leaving all stuff i don't know i just i thought it was really cool and that thing that they were fighting against the way it looked it was just like a big ass eye and all that stuff and i think that's when was it vax vax starts kicking ass right yeah vax dies the, and the armor Okay, yeah, it's the armor because he like pledges his life to the matron of death or something like that, right? And becomes the champion, and then he has like this—it's super cool. He's like in front of a tree, and there's this other being there, and he's like totally kicking his ass, and uh, he realizes that ex- like accepting fate because he's always. Like going against like his father's wishes, he's always against things. He's just like, I'll be in charge of my own destiny. But when he finally accepts fate in some capacity, he understands like I gotta accept. It. There's nothing I can do about this. I accept it. Mm-hmm. And then at that moment, that's when the other, ch- the previous champion relieves himself to him, and he becomes the new champion. Something like that. And then he goes into like superhero mode, like Flash, and he can just zip around and he starts cutting all these tentacles. So to me, I actually really like that one of those earlier sequences okay now i was looking stuff up and now i so the ending like right at the end we see vox machina with yenin which was the the old lady yeah. we were talking about but it's revealed that she is Rayshon, which is one of the dragons of the chroma yeah, the green one so she is like a shapeshifter huh. but then they say like her face half of her face Ra- looks like a dragon right yeah because yeah if you remember at the end Rayshon says like I want to take down Thordak too, so we have to work together. Yeah, same common to, enemy to do it, and then we get the reveal at the end. The reason why Thordak was collecting the gold was to birth more dragons, so he's building like this army up. So that kind of foreshadows what's going to happen in the next season. Big old dragon army battle. It'll just be baby dragons. Sounds though. pretty you can badass. Murder those ones pretty quick. Yeah, uh, Dave. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Did you uh do you have a favorite like action sequence or or just sequence in general? Uh well uh, the Sphinx one was cool. Going up the dragon ass. <laughs> the dra- the dragon ass one was pretty. Dragon ass That's was something that so would happen good. at our table, but it's... and I mean it worked more or less. Yeah. We didn't it die. got him got him no vulnerable. Got him that... where they needed to go and <laughs> Although when they go up to dragon ass, the the hand is in the shape of like two fingers that pushes them. Yeah, like a doctor with just the and then when they <laughs> right up there. Yep. And then so when good. they get out, uh, Scanlan makes a fist and he fists them out the hole. And I forget what yep. he makes a comment like, "Nice fist maneuver there." He's like, "Yep, years of practice, yep. man." Or something like that. <laughs> like, fucking guy, such a degenerate. It's yeah, cracks me up. There was a yeah, there was a lot less jokey stuff, but the stuff that did hit, I did laugh out loud a couple times throughout at some of the dumb, dumb shit that comes out of their mouths. Yeah, comedy is good. It's, it is good. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's borderline childish, immature, but it's just raunchy. It's like South Park. It's like yeah, it's just raunchy enough that like I can go with it because sometimes it's like 
it can be annoying. I like it because it's not, again, they're not using it. They're not overusing it. Like you said, this was, it was less jokey. There was a lot of serious moments in this uh, season and there was a lot of good action and stuff. So you needed that to break up, break it up a little bit to have that comic relief a bit too. Yeah. Cause there were, I mean, there's, yeah, there's some heavy, heavy themes, heavy character development throughout this whole series and, you know, some big stakes uh, for the, you know, much bigger than season one. Threat to the world and season one was just like a threat to a town or like a right. an area. This, this two is like the entire realm is just fucked. Like right, exactly. Bigger stakes. Cool. I uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. anybody that loves D and D. Definitely watch it. Anybody that loves fantasy stuff, fucking watch it. Like I don't know. can't really say too much more. No, yeah, definitely. If you're at all, if you listen to this and you're at all interested, just go watch it. It's on, like I said, it's on Amazon Prime. It's only twelve episodes. They're twenty five minutes each, so. It goes pretty quick, and once you get into yeah. it, you're like, you don't want to stop you watching. You know, you don't. I love that they're short. They're I, quick. Yeah, I love it because I can just pop, 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 and so much happens in an episode. Every show should be twenty minutes long because sometimes hour long shows are just like it was. Yeah, I mean, if you take into account credits and stuff, it's you know, and the intro, all that stuff. Hour so. show is kind of an investment. Like watching anything on Hulu, if you got to sit through ads, I'm like, oh, Fuck, I yeah, ads. Sit ads. I like too. the. Uh, I like the format of this season where the episodes would end with the cliffhanger and then mm-hmm. the opening sequence would be like a backstory or, or like maybe a prediction like Grog, like, you know, slaughtering You're like, oh shit, if something's going to make me kill everybody in Vox Machina, like it turns out to be the sword and all that shit. Um, I like, I like how they did the formatting this season. I thought it was well done. That's how you, that's how they get you to hang on to the the next episode because like you said, yeah, it ends on that cliffhanger. You want to see what happens next, but they're like, "Hold on, let's pump the brakes a second. Yeah. We'll give you a little we bit of this, a backstory on Grog or something." We noticed this with um, Alice in Borderlands on season two on Netflix. The formatting mm-hmm. was really good, where the, the mm-hmm. st- that chapter would end mid episode, and the next chapter would start mid-episode and then you would be kind of like left with a cliffhanger and i thought that <laughs> sucks was really right in. sucks your rating because like you don't want to be halfway done like well where's it gonna go and then when it ends it's like well you already invested you know, so you get to keep watching the episode mm-hmm. so i like i like shows with tight editing i think i think disney plus could learn something from these shows that we just mentioned i think they could be a little bit more creative like yeah the mandalorian is really good but like you know they're also kind of pretty simple it has a beginning a middle and an end. Each of those episodes mm-hmm. is like old school kind of it's true. serial. You know, like you don't. It's that you first know. season for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there was some sloppiness. I totally think with like Kenobi and stuff like that. But like Vox Machina, they are taking their sweet ass time. They're dropping like subplots all over the place that are paying off. And if you, it's kind of hard when a year goes by. I had to watch a recap to remember some of these things. But like going, thank God I did because when I go in, I'm like, oh, that's right, I remember this. I see where this is going. Like this season, they just started hinting some romance within the the group mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But there's still things going on, like you know, like with with Vax and like his role and knowing knowing that he's a champion. He's still struggling with it. Percy has his issues. Like everybody still has these issues. We still have to learn about like Pike's. She had to go away for like a college kind of experience at some point. She had to do something. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm sure she's got some story in there. Yeah. They all have skeletons. So. Um, and then, like even even on the on the villain side, that woman, she was kind of in season one, and she's manipulating the. 
those those dragons, right? Mm-hmm. I yep. don't know who she is. Oh, the, the chick with the the ball, the crystal yeah. ball that was kind of feeding do, the green do, guy. Yeah, so she's like, I don't know, a puppet master of some level. Like, I don't know what's going on there. It takes yeah. some balls of steel to walk into a dragon slayer and start making bargains. Like, good for you. Especially as a human. <laughs> yeah. She must have something that they need or want to keep her around, you know? I mean, that's that's their whole thing. Like, there's there's got to be a use there. Or, like they said with the uh, the marauders there, like, once you, once the gold run out, <gasps> runs out, we have no use for you anymore, so we'll just fucking kill you. I just remembered. What's the name of that little weirdo um the, the the actor that was a hobbit he did the voice of the the little guy that was following them in the fray in that episode well, you're he, talking about dominic monahan no not, not that guy the, uh... well not Dom, dominic didn't do it but um well anyways he he shapeshifts <laughs> after the end he's just like you know i've been watching you oh yeah and he he kind of mm-hmm. dropped something too was that like he when they leave he turns into an elf now he looked like a female, but sounded like a male. But I want to know who was this? What did I miss? So this is in the last episode. This was in the episode where they go to the fray. I keep saying the fray. Um, the fay. The fay. <laughs> Thank you. The fray is a band. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fay <laughs> realm is what it is. Mm-hmm. And while they're in there. They encounter that silly creature that looks like a monkey. Starts with a yeah. G. Ooh, Felicia Day's in this too. Nice. But he disappears when shit goes down when they fight that blood kind of monster where it was like mm-hmm. trying to lure in Vex and it's like, oh, your dad will never love you, but I will. Right? And he puts all his moves uh, on her. She like stabs guy. him in the heart. And she's like, fuck you. No, no, no. My heart's like going to Percy over there or something like that, right? Um, but when they leave, the that creature that's been following them, he's like, I didn't think you guys would get this far, but like you guys gave me so much entertainment watching you. I haven't seen it in forever. So I will give you a no. portal to get out of here. Archibald so, Denisay. Yes, that's thank you. Dominic's character. No, no. No, it's not Archibald. No, it is. <laughs> no, I can't think of this. I I know. I know who, who you're talking, talking about, about, but I don't I, f- know. I don't know his name. I'm sure the uh, Vox Machina fans listening to this are. But he turns in. Fuck. He turns into. Garmeli is it? That's thank his name. you. They I knew it started with a G. That guy. Oh, it's that Pippin. Guy. That's Pippin. Thank you. Yeah. Frodo. The one that talks like this all the time. His the the Garmili was the the uh, the Cheshire cat call it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was the Garmili was his satyr form, but his real name is Artagan. Okay, which is like the actual dudes. He's an arch an arch fay. Yeah, those dudes not fuck around. He turns into an elf. I just want to know. Who the fuck was that elf at the end? If he can turn into elf, he probably can turn into whatever he wants. I think that was his natural form. And I want to know if that was the mother to the... Uh, twins? Vax and Be- yeah, the twins, Vax and Vex. Hmm. Because we don't know the mother. We know that they're half-breeds. Well, and I'm reading the um, the wiki right now. 
It says, Artagon is an archfey from Feywild. He poses Sador Garmili to travel with Vox Machina for his own amusement before eventually revealing himself and later became a minor deity known as the Traveler. Oh, he's also voiced by Matt Mercer. <laughs> okay, so go. that's all. Okay, never mind then. The fucking logic is in this cast? Yeah. <laughs> What? That's insane. Yeah, they yeah. they got some some There's good some guests. Fun. In this, this is my favorite rapper season. right there. Yeah, yeah. The IMDb is fun for this show because if you just go, they might do a voice out like for one thing. But yeah, yeah. It's just like Tavern Keeper or Bandit, like Felicia Day. They were the Critical Role podcast on Geek and Sundry, which is Felicia Day's like kind of late. I don't know if I call it a label or whatever, but sure. That's cool that you know everybody's got a hand in stirring the pot. That's yeah, that's how it should be. I think that's why the show. Yeah, I don't so know good. if I don't know if that character has a deeper meaning or if he's was just more like a wink to like the show. He was just the, yeah, he was just doing it. Well, as as Garmili, he was just doing it for his own amusement, but he was also like trying to act as a guide for Vox Machina, mm-hmm. you know, through the through the Fey realm. So, because I mean, at the end, we see him like he like gives them his respect or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if he'll come back or if he has like a, a greater role in the, in the story, but I thought that was weird. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Go watch the show. Yeah. It's so yeah. fun, man. It's sad that like, well, it'll probably take another year, but whatever. I don't know. I love these animated shows. The castle. I hope it's, good yeah. And... I hope it's getting enough traction, like from non critical role followers and yeah. fans. That they'll keep making the series. I mean, they brought it back for a second season, and you don't spend all that money and effort to 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 not even do a season three. So there's going to be a season three for sure. I mean, the ratings are good, so I hope so. And I bet, I bet if like they're short on funding, the Critical Role fans would come out because they they raised eleven million dollars to kickstart the campaign. So, so I'd throw in I would too. Episode. I would if, too. If they're like, point, hey, we can't me? fund this show, they'll they'll come out and be like, okay, we'll we'll fucking do it. It's just refreshing to discover these kind of, uh, can we say IP? I don't know, like franchise or whatever, but like whatever Vox Machina is, I I, I love it. I love where it came mm-hmm. from. I love its origin story because we're kind of born into superheroes and Star Wars these days. Like that shit came out so long ago. The source is already out there and they've already done enough movies and video games and all this shit, you know, but like here we are, this little ragtag team of people just totally geeking out. And, and then they have two seasons so com- produced completely by Completely original. And it's made from the fan support and just yeah. passion. So I just think it's great. I, I want to see more of that. Give me, like, somebody do that with cyberpunk shit, you know? Or, like, I don't know. Anything, really. Just, just please. Like, I think it's so cool. Well, let's find a cyberpunk D&D campaign. We just need a DM to run us through it. We can go... Let's do it. it was at that time that Brandon people David and Eric created the, the most famous campaign of all time, which became the <laughs> biggest movies on the planet. The No Man's of Fantasy. <laughs> More dick jokes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like we've I feel like we've said that all that needs to be said. Do you guys have anything else before we wrap up and get into our act three? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. Yeah, great season all around. I'm excited to see more in the future. So keep it coming, Amazon Prime Video. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, we're going to take a little break and come back 
in Act 3 with a little game. Bringing back Riddle Me This from Vox Machina Season 1. Awesome. Right after this. To our tavern. Can you hear the fire crackling? Mm. Can you hear the music? I can. Beautiful. Another maid. Another maid over here from my boys. Uh, we're going to be playing a little round of Riddle Me This. D&D yes. style. Got your D100s ready. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got I got 100 riddles over here. So you call the percentile dice, Eric? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know the <laughs> I don't know the terms. Uh, <laughs> I have a hundred riddles. You guys are gonna roll to see which riddle you land on, and then you, my friends, have to solve that riddle. And the first to f- solve three riddles wins. Mm. Indeed. 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 All right, here we go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna actually use your dice. And roll to see who goes first. Whoever has the highest number goes first. I rolled a... Oh, it keeps going. 20. Wait, we're not just making this up? This is a real thing? No, uh, you were supposed to get your... Just Google... uh, Yeah, just Google... D100 dice dice roller, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are such nerds. (laughs) We gotta do the actual rolls. Oh, I thought I we were going to pretend that our, our thing rolled a number and I hit. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, well, we'll pick up for you. You roll. All right. Pick all up right. I'm going to roll then. Uh, 76. Ooh. All right. 76. Brandon goes first. All right. Well, roll again to see which riddle you get. And I will read that riddle. I just closed it. I got to use it again. Wow. <laughs> 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 wow. First time playing D and don't remember. No, I've never played D and D. All right, I have rolled an eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Let's see which riddle is number eight. <laughs> now I remember this from last year. <laughs> okay, here's your here's your riddle. How should I how should I read it? You should read it like an old man. Here's your right, here riddle. Here's, my... <laughs> here's your riddle, Sonny. <laughs> what can fill a room but takes up no space? Oh, I, I don't know. I want to go with air. That was like the first thing I that thought of. That was my guess. Yeah. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. Good guess, but you're fucking wrong. No! <laughs> The answer is light. Oh, okay. Bullshit. That's not true. (laughs) Also, well, air technically does take up space. That's true. I think mine's a better answer. Whatever. Uh, I I, I, I agree. That's a good answer, but that's not the riddle. Riddle maker. Answer to the riddle here. You're going to use that next time you challenge somebody in riddles. (laughs) All right, Dave. Please roll your die. 
I rolled a 31. What can't be put in a saucepan? I don't know. <laughs> There's a million things that can't be put in a saucepan. A fucking chicken? A dragon? A fucking, I don't know, stormtrooper? <laughs> I don't know. A stormtrooper. What can't be put in a saucepan? It is a riddle, so think dumb. You gotta think, like, backwards. I have a guess. If he gets it wrong, I, at least... Alright, we can do steals. Could be, could be something dumb like love, or... I don't know. Some sort of ethereal thing. Can't have you had my pancakes? Because that's loving up ham, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't be put in a saucepan. I'm gonna... I have no idea. I'm gonna say... I have no idea is incorrect. I'm gonna say my hopes and dreams cannot be put in the sauce, man. <laughs> that is wrong. Well, That's I deep. Uh, you can't put nothing? The saucepan in a saucepan? Can't put yeah. nothing? Yeah, the pan itself. Yeah, like nothing. Like the concept of nothing. You can't put nothing. There's always something there. Does that work? The answer is it's lid. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now when oh. I store them, I, I flip them upside down. So I kind of do store the lid inside of the saucepan. So. Riddle master. Wrong. I question the quality of these riddles. <laughs> I didn't make them up. All right. All right, Brando. Roll right. that die. Let Put me get my dice. thing out. I like to keep it in my bat. My magic's going to say, it's going to be first one to get any of them. Yeah. Let alone three of them. Ooh, almost went off the table, but an 11. Alright. Double ones. Alright. Well, this is a classic. What gets wet while drying? A towel. That is correct. Oh, I can do that one. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> <laughs> One for Brandon. All right, back to you, Dave. Uh, rolly, 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 rolly. 38. Not 38. Here's another classic. What has hands but can't clap? Uh, a watch? Clock? That is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right, here I'm we go. Well, now we're heating up one to one. Brandon, back over to you. Yes. Where would I die? Yeah. A one. A one. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. The number one question. Why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for this one? What has to be broken before you can use it? Ooh, that's good. I am implementing steals, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I keep in my mouth break. shut over here. I want to say, like, break the rules. You break it, you buy it. I know, like, glass, like, a shard of... So I'm sorry, Riddle Master, can you, uh, can you say this one more yeah. time? All right, I guess so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you need a break? Do you need to sit down? 
<laughs> what has to be broken before you can use it? <laughs> uh, rules, man. Is it rules? <laughs> no. You break rules before you can use them? I don't them? know. I no, don't that's know. incorrect. No! The answer is an egg. That is correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. My old lady Damn. witch voice pays off. All right. Oh, my God. All right, Dave with the Back steel. Back to me. Dave with the oh, steel. One more, All right. and I'm out of here. One more, and we're out of here. Number 16. These low rolls. 16, eh? 16. Let's see. Uh oh. Uh oh. Eric, I love your voices, man. I love it. <laughs> a man dies of old age on his 25th birthday. How is this possible? Dies of old age <laughs> what? on his 25th birthday. Um, is he really a dog? Um, it's an old ass dog. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man dies at twenty, at twenty five of old age. Um, how is this possible? Really bad cholesterol. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll I say. I would like to steal. <sighs> yeah, I don't got an answer. Cholesterol right. is my answer. Cholesterol is incorrect. Brandon, what's your guess? Leap year? He was born on the leap year day? Oh, son of a beast thing. That is correct. He oh. was born yeah. on he was born on February 29th. Fucker. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I this is where I turn around that. and I walk by. But right. I, wa- I look straight, but my eyes are looking at you as I do it. Alright, this is interesting. <laughs> two to two. Alright, back to Brandon. Last one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, you're you waiting on me fun. to roll my roll that dime. Uh huh. I got eleven again. Hold on. Oh, ring. Uh, riddle master. How about forty-three? We haven't used that, right? All right, forty-three. Okay. <laughs> Here we so, go. It's like Bill Murray and Caddyshack or something like that. I can't trying to put a pin on that voice. <laughs> <laughs> what has many teeth but can't bite? Oh. Hold on a second. My eight-year-old has been into jokes and riddles, and he does them randomly all the time. He did this one. He, I didn't know it then, but I know now. It has brought to me this exact moment so I can say <laughs> to fate. the masses that the ES is his fate. And the answer is a comb, a hair comb. That is correct. (laughs) You have solved my riddles. Outside influence. Now you are the riddle master, and now I can die in peace. (laughs) Goodbye. I'm the champion. (laughs) Uh, You are forever cursed. You are forever cursed as the riddle master. Oh, great. No, I so must Dave die. doesn't have to go. All right, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> first of three. Good job. Right. Those were some of them were easy, I some of them were tough. They were these. This was, by the way, 101 riddles for kids and adults to see just how smart you really are. 
That's yeah. good. I actually should have that out because my family likes riddles. Like we do like them and we like jokes. And now that the kids are getting to the age where they actually can do them, because like the four year old, he hears the joke. He's like, "Daddy, um, why did the lion eat eat what?" Because he was a lion. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah. that's that's like, this is this so. is a horrible joke, you know. Where Classic my eight year old has got joke. legit jokes and riddles. I, it's like, uh, what, who's the Muppet that's always Fozzie? Fozzie. It's like fucking Fozzie is like my kid, man. It's great. <laughs> you gotta get you gotta teach him a sense of humor early, or else they're just gonna grow up and you be do, fucking and riddles. I just remember being young and like discovering riddles. I'm like, hold on a second brain twisters this is cool it's like the answer is not like one plus one is two or like red and blue make purple like this is a thing that is like i gotta think outside the box it's like back like i said backwards earlier but just it's not what we're asking you we're asking you to something else Mm -hmm. you know there's a double meaning in there and i love that about riddles it was fun excellent excellent well (laughs) I'm going to do the outro in this whole Riddle Master voice. <laughs> if you want to follow us, done. No Magic Fantasy, you can follow us at No Magic Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can join our Discord at the No Fantasy.com slash Discord. You can watch our YouTube videos on <laughs> YouTube.com YouTube. slash at No <laughs> Fantasy. You can play our game, WhatMapGame.com. And that's all I have for you. On this fine evening of riddles. So, with that, as always, safe travels, nomads. <laughs> All right, let's move our big boy. Well, we got some miles behind us, and we got some more to steer. And it's mighty hard, cause there ain't no brothels in between there and here. Over rocky roads and rivers. Trudge along this twisting land Just two wandering souls And a big old dummy Riding on a magic hand I'm making my way